is your girl Michaela, and I'm a co-host here with my handsome husband Rico Smith. Hey, true disciples, it's your boy Rico. Thank you for tuning in with another episode. For you guys who are first uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome to the show. We love to have you. Uh, here, me and my wife are on a mission to turn people back to a relationship with God and away from legalism. Here, we discuss kingdom marriage, health relationships, and what it means to be a true disciple. Let's stay tuned, stay blessed, and most importantly, stay connected to the ultimate power source, which is Jesus. All right, we about to start, y'all. Girl, Michaela. Hi, you guys. We're back with another episode for tonight. Today is the late night session. Uh, it's funny uh, because we this is like our third take <laughs> that we just did. We just like did because our laptop was like about to die, and we had to pause it. Then the feedback was just all, it was all kind of crazy. It's it's, it's, it's just a little bit of technical difficulties. A little, little bit of technical difficulties, but it's cool. Exactly, but we back. I know um, uh, for you guys uh, listening for the first time, uh, this is uh, called True Disciple Podcast. It's, it's features, uh, my name is Rico and my wife is Michaela. And, welcome to the family. Uh, welcome to the family. And, uh, <laughs> you guys, you know, you can check us out on uh, Pod, Pod, uh, the Apple Pod, the Apple Podcast, and uh, also Spotify and Podbean. And we do have a website that you can also find on the Instagram page too. So you're just gonna click that link, get you, you know, get you there and everything. And you can also keep up with all the episodes and uh, you know any news and updates we have on there. Uh, but today we're gonna uh, finish um, the series. Well, not finish it, but continue the series of pain with a purpose, right? And it's gonna. I know last week we talked about marriage and. And on the marriage, we talked about how, you know, courting, we talked about marriage itself, how you feel about marriage, a little, you know, a little bit of testimony, you know, before we got married and stuff we went through in our marriage. And so today we're going to talk about family. Today is about the family now, you know, and all, and yes, you know, yes, it's a subject. A lot of people don't want to talk about as much, uh, only because like, oh man, I don't want to go back to my family drama, this and that, uh, but it's okay, because it's good, you know, it's good to share, your, you know, your, you know, your pain, but through that pain, like you said, God shows the, you know, you know, the purpose through it, and uh, we're going to talk about that today, and we're also going to talk about little experiences that we had, you know, especially growing up and everything, um, so it's, so it's pretty cool, and everything. Mm-hmm. You good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she trying to stay awake. <laughs> she trying to stay awake. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get through. We're gonna get through. We're gonna get through it all together. It's uh, funny, y'all. Um, with this, I'm gonna link. I'm gonna put the um Bible first that it actually comes out of um in the description box. Okay. But I just thought about something. I was reading. I don't know what book of the Bible today I was reading. What was you reading? I don't remember. I was reading it with Raya, but Jesus had went up to these two fishermen. And the two fishermen were in a boat, and in the boat was their father. And Jesus said, come follow me, and I'm going to make you a fisher of man. Mm-hmm. And the man got up, and they left their boat, and they left their dad 
and they went to go follow Jesus. So, um, I guess that's something you can kind of like marinate on or even like last week when we talked about marriage and stuff, how the two will become one flesh and they'll leave their family. So, um, yeah, I feel like that fits in with this podcast. Fits in with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so Michaela, I got questions for you. So you growing up, was there anything that you faced, you know, do, 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 you know what I'm saying? That, is this that you, huh? trivia? This is trivia. <laughs> so anything, you know, what's some things like, you know, that you uh, struggle with as growing up as a kid? Um, For me, like growing up and stuff, I always struggle with like identity and stuff. Um, I had to learn like in my child, well, not in my childhood, but in my adulthood um, that I have to have my identity in Christ. And, um, you know, just as a kid, we're all trying to find like a placement for ourselves in the world, who we are. And sometimes we look to the wrong things to tell us who we are and stuff. Um, so yeah, I feel like God has always been there my whole childhood. You know, I faced many ups and I faced many downs throughout my childhood. Like many of us, you know, um, I always had like that people pleaser mentality where I wanted to like please people I for the most like part. Nine percent of the world. Right yeah. Now. So really, just trying to get out of that complex and just leaning on Jesus, man. But um, I guess like it was weird because like because we're talking, our subject is on family, right? All right. And so for me, you know, my dad was always incarcerated half my life, and. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom raised me as you know as a single mom and um it's really just always been me and my mom and um it was definitely a transition like going into marriage because as me and Rico had stated before like we didn't have any like long lasting strong marriages in our family that we were able to see and so when me and Rico got together we had to learn family the way that God seen family right. and family was God first, then family, and then everything else after that, you know, and really just realizing that, um, family for me is the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Right. And then Rico and Uriah, which is my son. And I had to learn that. And that was hard, you know, um, really learning that. But as we stated last week, you know, when you see, you don't see like, yeah, we see like the book of Ruth, you know, when her sons died, her husband died or whatever, you know, but a lot of the relationships that we see in the Bible are marriages, you know, and it's them, it's those two, you know, and marriage is like a very big you know, it's, it has a very big like role. Um, when it talks about Jesus and our relationship with Jesus, it talks about how he's a bridegroom and we're the virgins Mm -hmm. and that's a marriage, you know, covenant. And I really had to learn that dynamic, even in my brokenness and stuff, you know, and there's a lot of face that a lot of things that me and Rico did face, you know, as far as family trauma and healing and stuff, um, before we got together, you know, that we're healing from and that we had to heal from. And then also while we were also in the marriage that we have healed from, and then some that we are still healing from. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, I guess, like, as a kid, really just trying to find that placement. I think all kids try to find that placement on, you know, who accepts me, who am I supposed to go to? And then sometimes we, as believers, hit that rock, and I feel like I'm just now hitting that rock like, whoa, Mm -hmm. Lord, you never meant for me to fit in with anybody, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, because we're called to be um, outcasts. We're called to um, really just stand out. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What was it for you? Um, for me was like, it was like a lot of things. Um, it was a lot of stuff physically. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't really, like, I guess like I didn't like the way I look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, cause the way I look, I'm very, I look different. Like I don't look like an average, I, I guess to me at the time, I didn't look like an average person, you know, people will go, but what does they even mean? That doesn't even make sense. What you mean? Everybody is made different Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like my futures on my face are very defined you know um and i was very self-conscious about um like my attitude you know especially being from like you know a rural place you know growing up was like you know it wasn't like i want to say like oh man you know what i'm saying sleeping on a, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, there was food. There was food in the house, you know, and everything. Sometimes there wasn't. Um, but God always made us, you know, allowed us to, you know, bear through it yeah. you know, pretty much. Like, I went from staying in an apartment, my mom now, and my auntie them. It was like about 12 people in, in like a two-bedroom apartment, you know what I'm saying? And to like, you know, experiencing that again, you know, later in life a few times, and it was just like it was just those times of humbleness that you know Lord allowed me to see, that was like you know prepared me in the future. So whenever it did come, I was already used to it. Yeah. You know, like you know we talked about previously, like we stayed in the hotel. Like I was already I've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And actually, that hotel was better than the last one I had. You know? Yeah. It's just like being in your own space. Like you always adapt. Yeah. You know. Also, like you know. Um, I, that's what the Lord teaches you. He just shows you the adaptness. You know, if I, you know, if you, if you, if you go through this, you'll learn how to, you know, adapt to it, and I can adapt to it. And you helped me with that, bro, because uh-huh. that was very humbling for me. Because like growing up, I we never had to like experience staying with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's very humbling. Like when you're rolling your stuff out on the cart, and everybody in the lobby is looking at you, Sorry, like what in the right world. But you have to, like, switch from that room to the next room for that month. And that's something that I was not used to. Um, but I feel like it was it was very humbling because it was, like, at that moment, it was like I, I had came to a realization that it was like, wow, like, we came out here for, like, a bigger purpose. You know, like, people, the... And that's the cra- that's another thing too. When people see you, you know, people don't see what you have. People don't see the house that you're in. People don't see any of those different things or how much money you got in the bank and stuff. People just see you for you and see what you have, you, yeah. you know. And I feel like for the longest, I've always had like a lot of my identity rooted in like mm-hmm. materialistic things, you know. Mm-hmm to a point where it was like when I was without it it was like whoa like you know mm-hmm. so really just getting used to that switch because that was definitely that was definitely like a yeah. very humbling stage of our marriage and we're this is our we're about to we're actually about to have our five-year anniversary on September 1st yeah and 
that was like whoa we've been through like some spiritual thing you know like you know some like just some spiritual things before but that was when we was like whoa but it was it was yeah it was it was it was humbling Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just it's just a time just actually like you know um it's like it's, it, it's like it like it puts on you know how like you work out right mm-hmm. and you like bench press or use any type of weights Ooh. and your hands get like uh, your arms you feel like noodles yeah, afterwards <laughs> yeah you get noodles you, your hands get callous if you ain't wearing no gloves yeah and it, like that's what it is it's like a callous like the more stuff you just go through it just callous you up callous you up callous you up not your heart please don't let your heart callous you know up it, it callous you up like you know what I'm saying and that's just like you know just you know when this, when something like that happens again you already know how to adapt you know to it like like you said you don't want to callous your heart you know they definitely don't want to do that because you know you start hardening your heart for stuff you become less sensitive about things and the Lord can't pierce it you yeah. know what I'm saying it becomes very you don't you're not sensitive to nothing yeah and it's like what people say nowadays is like oh i'm numb to it or because it happened too many times you know a heart a heart can get a heart can get beaten you know a lot of times um and to the point where it's like man you, you guard you guard that mud so much to the point where but the bible tells us to guard our heart it don't tell you to hard it harden it but just say guard it it's a difference you know hardening is just like you not allowing nothing through, like you know, for, you know, Ramy's, you know, Ramy's heart was hard. You know, Saul's heart was hard. You know, what I'm saying these guys' hearts was hard. So God wasn't able to pierce their hearts and actually, like, you know, bring them to the fullness He wants them to. You know, they already had their mind made up. Yeah. But when you guard it, you just careful. You mm-hmm. know, you allow certain things to, you know, come in your space. Um, and you, and it's like you do a discerning pretty much. Like you, like if you know things are good for you, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Even like for relationships, you know, the Bible tells us to, you know, you know, love thy neighbor, you know, love your neighbor. But, you know, if your neighbor come with the, you know, sideways, you know what I'm saying? Just guarding your heart. You just guarding your space pretty much. And ain't nothing wrong with that. And that's something that you have to learn in your childhood too with family and just in general, I think. Um, that's something that I've always struggled with, with, was like guarding my heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and learning to not be, you can't, you can be vulnerable, but you still have to guard your heart. Like not to the point where you're just like bleeding out your heart to everybody. You can't do that. You have to, we have to guard our hearts jealously. And, um, what is it as a kid? Like, you know, you have to learn that. Like you said, like you go through this thing of like you know betrayal as a kid and you know they're on the your, your friends on the playground they don't want to talk to you no more you're like okay you acting funny you know yeah. it's little little transitions in your life that lead up to many different things from your childhood all the way to your um you know your early adulthood and then your later on adulthood where there are lessons so you learn from them you know and like Rico said not callous your heart but just learn how to guard your heart more and I feel like as a child that's something you really children are very discerning my son is so discerning okay like if he will not smile at you huh they're automatically like yes he he's so discerning he tries everything even with food he'll I'll feed him something and he'll put it in his mouth and he'll he wants to take it out of his mouth and see okay mommy your mom and everything but let me see what you feeding me and then he's gonna go ahead and taste it and see if he likes it and you know that's how uh that's how we are I feel like sometimes like we 
we kind of like experience like pain and we feel like we feel what feels good and then what doesn't feel good, you know, and we discern it. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel that because like, I'm still learning to guard my heart jealously, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like we, we, like you saying, when you ride and stuff like that, sometimes we like, we eat the food and just, and and it make us sick. And then we realize it like it was bad for us from the beginning or it was something potent with it, you know? Yeah. I feel like we all been there. Yeah. You know, just going through life pretty much and trying different things and realizing, like, you know what? That stuff, you know, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Because it's, it's, not, it's not good for me, you know? And it just, we just want to be full with, like, you know, pretty much Jesus, man. And if, like, I knew that, if I was, like, really just embraced that younger, I probably would have defeated a lot of things growing up yeah. a lot sooner because there were a lot of boundaries over step you know especially from family and uh relationships too and things that wasn't just stated in the beginning and you get hurt in the end yeah you know and yes that person may not yeah you might like man why that person didn't understand you know some people just don't really, I guess, don't really understand it fully, I guess, at the moment. And today, sometimes they have to grow up and realize, okay, what I did right there was kind of wrong. Let me do something better in the future. Because, cause shoot, like, I've seen that. I've seen things in my life. I'm like, man, yeah, I'm definitely going to be, you know, treat this differently, like, especially, like, you know, with you or treat things differently like with Rye and stuff like that. I don't want to be in the same, like, spot where I was, you know, growing up. I feel I don't, you. know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a conviction, too. Right. Because it's like, you know how it made you feel, so you don't want somebody else to, like, feel like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel you on that. But, yeah, you do. You definitely have to. Um, there's. I feel like everybody, like, in their childhood, there's something that happens that they have to heal from. You know, you have to go to Jesus. You can only get your healing from Jesus. You cannot, um, what's it called, medicate for just an hour, two hours, three hours, or whatever. Jesus makes stuff go permanently. Now, if you want a temporary fix, then there's many things in this world that you can do to have that temporary fix. But if you want it permanently gone, you have to go to Jesus. And I feel like we all have to go to him just for like minor aches and bruises for little band-aids and stuff Mm -hmm. especially like in our childhood and stuff and just really knowing that you know you need that you you deserve that healing you do there's nobody can come to you and be like you don't deserve that healing or you don't need that healing and i just feel like it's so selfish when people feel as though you don't need that healing because you do because there's a real thing of trauma and it's crazy because um, I was talking to Rico about this today. And honestly, I was talking to Jesus about it, too, because just being transparent, I was getting a little irritated today because I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Um, and for me personally, I've noticed that people sometimes family can feel obligated to speak to you 24 seven. 
And sometimes I'm going through a time right now where I have to detox from everything. Anything that does not bring me peace, anything that I have to, I have to constantly, if I have to come to you and I'm guarded, there's an issue. Oh yeah. There is an issue and I need to take a break and that's okay to take that break. And I feel like we live in a society, in a world, or really just me, you know, the black or the um, oriental or should I say Asian, Mexican, um, you know, toxic family thought processing of thinking that okay we're family so this is tolerable this is okay you're supposed to just come back and that's not the case Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is we're all people and we all hurt and I just believe that you know when you know who Jesus is bro you are obligated to that healing that peace that's what he gives us that's why he says come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest you know and we are supposed to go to him we, we, we are, that is, that is our gift in being able to come to him. And for me personally, like it was just crazy. Cause today, you know, I was getting, my grandmother sends me nasty text messages oh, yeah. sometimes. And I'm going through a time where I'm not talking to my family. If I'm just being transparent, mm-hmm. I love y'all. Y'all see me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going through a time right now where it is, it is a time of wilderness for me. Everybody has their time. Right now is my time. And I have to heal. So when I come back around, I'm loving you fully. Not, I'm going to be, my heart is going to be guarded, right? But I'm going to be loving you in such a way where I'm healed and I don't have to be looking at you like what you going to do to hurt me next. Exactly. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the moment where your boundaries, boundaries start getting crossed, where people feel as though you have to come around, there's an issue. Oh, yeah. And that's when Jesus comes in and he's like, okay, wait a minute, stop. Let's go ahead and stop this ball rolling and let's go ahead and take some time to regroup because healing is real. That's not something that we should just be talking about. It's something that should actually be happening because I get hurt just like how y'all get hurt. I feel like it's almost, I feel like it's almost too like, um, it's almost too, it's like one of those things too. Like, you know how like certain people say, you trying to explain something to somebody and they think like you don't deserve to be hurt, which is, which is off. Right. And I feel like you do, you know, I don't care if you like Bill Gates or something, you know, everybody, you know, everybody is, you know, responsible to, you know, everybody can hurt, you know, no matter how much money you got in your pocket, no how much, what your house look like. It doesn't matter what looks out on the outside. Everybody hurts and everybody deserves that uh, point in their life where they can cry out to people, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we grew on, we grew up in a society where, um, like, oh man, they, you know, why they going through that? They, they, that's they, you know, they worrying about, you know, rich people problems or that's poor people problems. And that's like, so annoying. And, and, and it's crazy because it's like, yes, that person may be having a five million dollar house. That doesn't mean that they hurt too. You don't know what's going on. You know, to even at their status, you gotta think about it. They deal with more stress than what you deal. You know, you know what I'm saying? They do. They, but that's unhealthy too. Like yeah. I just feel like people. So like, say like, I just I don't like that. Like if somebody tells me their feelings and they're like, "Bro, I'm hurt." You have the right to hurt. Jesus oh, yeah. doesn't. Jesus got his. He got pierced through his hands and his feet. He, he got beat for no reason. He did not sin or nothing. And he doesn't come when I come to him with my problems and I come to him complaining and moaning and groaning. He doesn't say, "Michaela, look at what I went through. Why are you complaining?" Mm-hmm. 
And the reason why is because we all have, we, we all can hurt. That's okay for us to hurt. I'm not able to go to somebody and say, hey, you going through the, you got money, you know, you ain't supposed to be hurting. You know what I'm saying? Because you have, you're okay to hurt. And the reality is we live in a incompassionate world oh, yeah. where people feel as though what they're going through or how they're feeling, it overrides how you feel. Override automatically. And if I have my healing and if I have my peace, then you don't matter. And that's not how it should work. Uh, it, it's, that's toxic. That's actually the other way. Right. Other way around. Like when I was just sitting here, I feel like the Lord downloaded to my mind. It was like a three, it's like the three R's. It's a, uh, it's a uh, renounce. No, it's, yes, it's, re, it's repent, renounce and rejoice. So, okay, uh, that's, that's a bar, that, Jesus. That, that, that is a bar right there. That's a bar. And, Let me write that know, down. Yes, it's, it's, re, it's repent, renounce, and rejoice. And, you know, starting with repent, you know, coming to, I feel like this is the, like, the, the, um, the coming to knowing Jesus fully, you know, this is like, you know, matches what being a true disciple is all about, you know. When you go through that repenting process, pretty much like you just had enough. You know what I'm saying? You just had enough. You want to change and you just, you know, get on your knees and come to Jesus. You know, no matter where you at in your life, no matter if you was, if you just got through doing something, you ain't got no business and you just tired of it. You know, you come to him, come as you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he's going to accept you. He's going to, he's going to hold, he's going to, he's going to capture you. You know, he's going to capture you. And, and when you renounce, you renounce all that stuff in your, in your bloodline, renouncing all that stuff that you just been through because you, because the Bible also tells whatever you, you know, whatever you bind and pretty much whatever you bind and, and, uh, break, break will be bind and broken and, you know, in heaven too. So it's just breaking, it's just breaking that stuff through, you know, in the spirit, uh, with, you know, you know, prayer and, uh, you know, renouncing, you know, just getting rid of all that stuff. And that's when rejoice come from when you just, you know, you have those tears come out or you just like happy cause you just did, you, you just full, yeah. you know, full of the spirit. That's you got freedom. Yeah, it's freedom. It's freedom. When you get those chains, you know, it's freedom. When you get those chains broken off and it took me years to really just break chains away. You know, me getting married and my bloodline was breaking a chain, you know what I'm saying, that Satan had on my family. Yeah, you know, same. it was, you know, there was no people getting married in my family. You know, there were people, you know, there were no people having, you know, children and, you know, and in the wedlock pretty much, you know, and everything. Um, and then just breaking all that stuff away. And it was just like a, a clean, like separation, you know, clean separation. And it was just, it, it was just pretty cool. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah. And, and also just praying, you know, praying for your family, you know, and everything. It feels good too. just, you know, you know, allowing God to work in their hearts, you know, for the people that don't have him fully in it, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you, you know, and cause the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, you know, you even pray for yourself that you continue to be bold in him, continue to, you know, monitoring him because like, you know, there's times where you don't, you don't feel like doing that. You don't feel like praying, you know, but it's like, I feel like it's in a way of like, man, I don't feel like doing this, but I, I kind of just, I, I just have this urge, you know, I have an urgency to do it, you know, and his urgency to do is just to look out, you know, for my family, you know, and that the Lord can be a staple in their life. 
you know, because there are a lot of people in my family that face, they don't have no peace, you know, and a lot of friends we have don't have no peace. And I just want to, you know, be there for them and uh, pray for them and everything and and uh, allow God to just, you know, you know, monitor in their hearts pretty much. I think the most um, one of the most life changing things someone told me was that, that someone else's salvation is not my business. It's Jesus's business. Exactly. And it freed me. Mm-hmm. It freed me a lot because I was, you know, I got to go to this person. I got to go to that person. But the truth of the matter is we should be so caught up. Yes. Uh, we're supposed to go to the masses. We're supposed to preach the gospel. Yes, we are. Um, the Bible talks about how we are the pleasing aroma of Christ to some, we bring life and to some, we bring death. Exactly. And we have to, we, the truth of the matter is we have to be so, (sighs) we have to, we have to be sold out, bro. Like we have to be focused on our salvation. We do. And I feel like sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting somebody to get their own salvation that we forget that we got to hold on to ours. We We can't, we can't pick up and carry somebody else's cross for them. (laughs) Jesus already did that. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm not Jesus. Rico's not Jesus. And you're not Jesus. (laughs) There's only one savior. One. And we have the power and Jesus, he loves us so much that he's even give us, given us the authority to walk as he has walking on this earth to go talk to people and say, hey, you know, this is a bomb piece of, um, I was about to make a cream cheese oh. pound cake and I think I'm gonna make it. But anywho, this is a bomb moist and buttery piece of cream cheese pound cake. Would you like a piece? And the reality of it is there's going to be some people who are going to say yes. And there's going to be some people who are going to say no. And the reality of it is I had to get out of this mindset, y'all. And many of us as believers do. They're not people have that. God has given us choice. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be people who are going to say yes. And there are going to be people who are going to say no. And the reality of it is (laughs) they have that choice. Exactly. Okay. Um, we even see like Jesus when he was talking to the, he was talking about how it's harder for a rich man, um, to get into the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to go through a, the pin of a needle. Eye of a needle. The eye of a needle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The eye of a needle. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you. See, that's what I got you for. Um, yeah, but to go through the eye of the needle and it's, it's just that choice. You from going around like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I hope I make it sense y'all, but we like, we can fall. We, we can fall. Like, that's why the Bible tells us not to fall into temptation. Paul talks about how he was a, he's a wretched man. He keeps sinning and he doesn't know why. And we have to pick up our salvation and like, we encourage other people and stuff, but it's just, bro, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's rewarding, but it's not easy. Oh no, it's not. And, and, uh, I, I, I just, I, I think about. Um, what we was talking about earlier, especially like with the promises that God's giving you, mm-hmm. um, and how like you know some 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 figures in the Bible didn't they 
knew about the pur the purpose, you know, the promise they was going to, but they never seen it. You know what I'm saying? Because the true the, the final destination is, you know, with Jesus. That's literally like our pretty much our mark. And like, you know, if you if you read in like um if you go like Hebrews, I believe it's chapter Hebrews chapter three or four. Eleven. I think it's eleven. It's eleven. Mm -hmm. And it talks about like, you know, <clears throat> You start naming a lot of guys in the Bible, like Samson's in there, and you be and you was wondering like what happened to Samson, and uh, you know the author who wrote Hebrews, you know talks about like you know how Samson, you know how he what he went through, but he still you know was still made, you know approval to be with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it's not where it's not the Lord is not gonna it's not gonna he's not gonna just be like. Man, you did all this in the past. So not he, no, he could choose anybody. You know, the Bible talks about he chooses the low from the low. You know what I'm saying? He chooses the weak. You know, he chooses the bottom, the humble. You know what I'm saying? Because that, those are the ones that fulfill his purpose the most. You know, that's going to further, you know, further everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if we take someone that's prideful already, um, they're not going to really just have the ears to listen, for one. They're not going to have, because they're going to argue. They're going to argue. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have their ears to listen. And they're just not going to like, you know what? I think I do it my way. I feel like it do it faster. And you never supposed to, you never supposed to put your foot out before God does. You know, that's how, that's how you trip over yourself. Oh, goodness. You know? I've done that so many you know times. <laughs> yeah. You never put your foot <laughs> right. in front of yourself. You'll trip. You know what I'm saying? Let God you know, swiftly, you know, off you think about it, Jesus walked on water. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think he tripped? No. When you walk let me walk on some water. I ain't tripping over nothing. I'm just gliding across. You know, I'm not stepping on no seashells. I'm not getting attacked by no sharks, no nothing. I'm just going all over the troubles. Or like when uh like when Moses then walked through the uh, Red Sea, like the water went up on the side side of each other. You know what I'm saying? They went right there on dry land. It was just you see how God makes stuff so simple for you? Sometimes we just, we get in the way of ourselves and we trip, yeah. we trip up ourselves. We do. We you do. Know? And it can be a result of disobedience or, um, yeah, I think, man, that's, that's crazy, bro. One thing I can say though, bro, out of everything that happened, like to me growing up, whether it was like molestation or, um, homosexuality or addiction to pornography and you know perversion and stuff but I can honestly say that God has I know this may sound a little like oh she about to say that Romans but everything does work better for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose and bro I can honestly say that God has shifted all my pain into purpose mm. and I'm not talking about like no materialism because if you like Rico said in Hebrews we seen people it talks about faith and in that okay. with, with the faith man it talks about Abraham it talks about Sarah who knew you know she she considered him faithful who had promised we see all these different people and we see that they did not they didn't you guys see the promise they lived believing but did they see that promise that end result no but Towards the end of those verses, it says that they knew that they were strangers to this earth. They knew that they were strangers in this world. And that's powerful because the sometimes the promises that God promises us is not here 
in the physical of this life while we're passing by. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes the gifts that God has, Paul, right? Think about this. Oh, yeah. Paul was, bro, it's, it's crazy, bro. If y'all ever get a chance to go read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, man, I, y'all got to read. Let me read it real quick. I got to read it for y'all. I got to hit y'all with the word. I got to hit y'all with the word. Look at God. It popped. Y'all, I went to the Bible. I can't make this up. I went to the Bible app, right? It popped up. So it says Paul's hardships. It says we put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance in troubles, hardships, and distresses, and beatings, imprisonments, and riots, and hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, and purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, and truthful speech, and in the power of, the, of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine, yet regarded as imposters, known, yet regarded as unknown, dying, and yet we live on, beaten, and yet not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and open wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as to I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts to you guys. This is Second Corinthians chapter six, verses three through um, thirteen. Bro, God has been. He had me read this. I don't. I've been like on a three two days. I showed this repeatedly to Rico, and it was not until today where the Lord had went ahead and gave me a download and let me. He told me to chew on the word, and I chewed on it. And the Lord has shown me that that is our portion as believers. It coincides with that with that Hebrews chapter eleven. How they didn't see it, they knew they were strangers on earth. That is the the beatings, the riots, and everything. Think about this, y'all. Paul himself, everybody wants to talk about Apostle Paul. This is what he had to go through. Most importantly, that's what Jesus had to go through. That's what he had to go through. That's the reality of it. Now, this ain't no sugar-coated up prosperity teaching of when you follow the Lord, you know what I'm saying, you're going to have, you you know, it's going to be peaches and cream because sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's not. And we have to have our faith rooted in Jesus so that when we don't see that promise, we won't be weak. Think about that. As believers, as Christians, because if you see, if you come to somebody and you say, hey, bro, the Lord gave me all this gold. He going to give you all this gold if you follow him. What is that believer going to feel? And how is that believer going to act towards the Lord when he, they don't get that? And the reality of it is when Paul was in prison, he wasn't focused on the glory and he wasn't focused on the honor and the riches and stuff that were here in this life while he was in prison because he knew that his riches and his storehouses were in heaven. The Bible tells the Bible tells us not to not to not to have our storehouses on earth where ven was it venoms and, and moss can eat? Yeah, eat it up. Yeah. Which 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 and I'm and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna jump back to where you know with Paul. Paul didn't even have a wife. You know he talks about you know when he when he uh, he talks about it in uh, the books. You know he talk he explains about you know you know being sexual and moral and this and that. He tells you know like you can't control yourself. You know get married rather you know you know you gonna you can't control yourself be with someone. Yeah. You know so you can have you know 
sexual intercourse while you're in a marriage, marriage already. Right. But he said for him, you know what I'm saying, he gonna stay single, you know, so he can keep him focused on what he gotta do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um and and also, um, man, I oh man. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. It was it was it was like right there on my tongue too. It was right there on my tongue too. Oh yeah. So like you know about the storehouses because venom and moss will eat it up. Because mm-hmm. honestly, bro, all this stuff, somebody can come in here and take your stuff. Mm-hmm. It can burn down. You know what I'm saying? Like the fire. You know. You know, I wanted you guys just you know we all just pray. You know those people. You know in Northern California and Nevada area. You know they they lost homes. People lost homes. You got to think about you wake up and you got to be evacuated from your home because it's a fire. Yeah. Stuff can just get wiped out. You know, stuff can just, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on in Afghanistan? You just think about you waking up and you just found out your country is getting overtaken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff can just happen in a snap. Mm-hmm. It, stuff on this earth don't matter. It doesn't matter. The storehouses are not here on earth. They're in heaven. I feel like us, you know, some of us leaders, you know, that speak, we need to explain that more clear. The storehouses are not here. You know, God can grant it. You know, like he did Solomon, he can grant it for you. Or like he did Job, you know, he can grant the stuff for you, like he did David. But it's this is not the main, this is not the final straw of like, man, I'm gonna be rich. That's when I finally know God gave me my promise. No, because sometimes you might not even see it. That might not even be what he had for you. It might, it's gonna be a, whatever you thinking, it's gonna be a whole different type of picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like years ago, I didn't think I would be doing a podcast. Yeah. Never in my life I thought about doing a podcast. Right. Never, <laughs> never in my life. Right. I had a slight, I was like, man, that I never thought I would be doing a podcast. Like, Not for the Lord, huh? You know what I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about Jesus on here, you know, it, yeah, I I just never thought about it, you know? So it's just crazy. You know, even with the little stuff we have, you know, with these two mics, a computer, in a closet, you know, and it's still and stuff is just see God took some small and hump. We in a humble state right now. We ain't no studio. We ain't got to pay for no studio time. Studio yeah. right here, and He's allowing it to be, you know, broadcast, you know, on platform, you know, and it just it's just amazing what He's doing. It is. It just makes because whatever you're thinking in your head, it's gonna be totally different than what you think. And bro, me and Rico were just talking about this, but please, y'all, we gotta get out of this this Christian mediocrity where we it's it's right now all we hear through the word or a lot of these ministries nowadays is beer and wine. It's beer and wine, and it's it's sickening because what it does is it actually cripples the church and rather than strengthen it. And the Lord is not pleased by that. You know what I'm saying? We need to be strong and rooted in faith where we're not looking at the physical. Um, We need to stop doing ministry in a way where we, it's for a gain. We're looking at it to gain something. We're look. you should never be trying to peddle the word of God for profit. He's not happy with that. Oh yeah. Period. There's going to be a, there when Paul went around and stuff, when even in the word of God, Paul says, we come to you. We're, we're as servants. We don't peddle the word of God for profit. When they were going to different people, Paul in that verse that, that the Lord just gave me to read, he said, poor yet making many rich, making many rich in the word spiritually. Mm-hmm. 
Because being spiritually rich is so much more than being physically rich. And we see that with Lazarus and with the rich man. Exactly. And when you get to heaven, it's a whole nother different ball game because this, this house that we're in, none of this stuff can be taken with us. And I just, the biggest thing is, and the Lord is not pleased with it. It's too many Christian ministries, followings and stuff. And I even see like these buildings and stuff with, with a whole bunch of people just coming in there and they don't even know who Jesus is. So spiritually, just, just, just weak. And it, it weakens the church. Because in reality, coming to the church, and this is what it is to be a family of believers. When we're coming, when when Jesus went into the synagogue, when the disciples went into the synagogue, it was it, and even just went around to the different areas and stuff. And when 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 the when the church was was um giving Paul the resources he needed in order to go out and spread the gospel. It was in a way not to come to the church and say, Hey pastor, give me a word. It was in a way to let's come together. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We all have the Holy spirit, just like the Corinthians, right? And let's go ahead and come together, offer each other um, encouragement. Let's go ahead and keep each other accountable. Let's strength the apostles, the teachers, the prophets. And that's what the word of God says. If you look at the book of Acts, Mm-hmm. And we have become such like a spiritually just declining people. And it's just, it's one thing to, to, it's just, we have to be no, it's too many people coming to the church, coming to these ministry platforms and stuff. And they don't know who Jesus is. They don't know who Jesus is. And it's sad. And that's why Paul said, some of you say you follow Cephas. Some of you say I, you follow Paul, but it's Christ divided. Nope. He's not. <sighs> and, I, and we do that. We do that today. You know, what church you go to? I go to St. Bethlehem. I love how they're just so, they're just, he just speaks the truth. And yeah. no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus because Christ is not divided. He's not. So, you know, honestly, we, sh- honestly, you know, it's good to have many churches, but the dominations, no. You know what I'm saying? Domination would split the church. Because um, Christ is not divided. You know? The truth, the Bible is lit, is, is what we come out of. Every domination you go to, the Bible is what they go they come out of. They're not coming out of anything else. You know? They're coming out of that. So since they coming out of that, we all come to the same bottle. Why are we why are we separated? You know what I'm saying? If someone wants to go back to church, they can sit with a church that's Presbyterian. You know what I'm saying? There shouldn't be. Listen. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Shouldn't when be, the know. day comes, exactly. you're either going to be a Christian or you're not going to be a Christian. And it's too many people following. It's too It's too much going on into trying to figure out what denomination we are instead of going to who Jesus is. And that's why God said, you said it, babe. And that was, remember you was, you was, you was teaching me and you was showing me like the Holy Spirit, like downloaded that to you. And you were talking about how that's why Jesus said he don't want us to be hot or cold because he don't, he don't want us to be lukewarm because you better off being hot or being cold versus you being lukewarm. Mm -hmm. And that's real because if you're hot for Jesus, you know who he is. If you cold, you're going to be better off than somebody who has all this legalism and stuff in them, but they know who the Lord is, but they don't want to fully be with the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to, it's like they on the line. They like that one foot on hot, one foot on cold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, 
when something when something is lukewarm, you know what I'm saying? It's like you run a faucet when it's lukewarm. It's hard. It starts off hot, you know. But sometimes, like you know, you've seen water. Sometimes that hot water can go lukewarm. It can get like start going cold. Like, yeah. That's when you know y'all know nothing about that. When you you can't use up all the hot water, it can take <laughs> turns. I used to hate that. Um, but, or when uh, you bite into, I know y'all, I, bro. Lukewarm food, you're not gonna you gonna bro, spit it out. They, you ever heated up a pizza pocket, and uh-huh, that mug right. was hot. Yeah, the little I get. The, I like the pepperoni, garlic, buttery crust ones. But you heat that mug up, and then when you bite and into it, it be hot, be and then some of it be cold. Mug. You be mad. You be mad. You be like, hey man, I just I warmed it up for like the time it told me to warm it up. So why is it still like that? But yeah, it's def it's definitely not something that you want to be like. You know, you gonna come to the Lord. You gonna be cold. Now, you don't know who he is and this and that. That's where he wants you to be, you know? Or you're going to be hot. Like, hey, it's good. But you don't want to be, because he's going to spit you out. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it, it's just like we just can't be playing. You know what I'm saying? Can't we just jumping on, oh, I wanna, this side I want to be this today and then this side. No, it's like a full transformation of just like, you know, it's really a decision that you want to make. But, uh, but guys, but yeah, that, but yeah, we're going to leave it there. For tonight, um, also you know, like I said again, those three R's, you know, is that repent, renounce, and rejoice. Um, and it's also gonna be, you know, staple on the podcast and description and everything. We also gonna have the verse, the verses up there too. Yeah. And uh, before we go, um, I just like to have, you know, just a little moment of silence for uh, people in uh, Afghanistan and also the people. And uh, the fire in California. And yeah. People in Haiti. Yeah. You know, people in India. People ain't talking about that. You know, India, you know, there's a lot of sick people, a lot of kids, you know, on, you know, on ventilating machines. You know, they need some and just, you know, pray for those people and, yeah. you know, so they can get all the help they need and, you know, that God can really move there, you know, because God needs, you know, we got to get, we got to just, we got to, we got to be praying. Like, yeah. we got to be praying. That's what we lack in a lot. We got to be praying. Everybody want to, oh, I can't wait to get, everybody want to preach about these big houses. No, that's just, we need to take a moment of silence. I have not been having the urge to even pray about anything materialistic, really. I just can't. There's right. too much stuff going on. And I'm just, I'm just, I, I want to see the change. Right. And the Lord tells us to come with Come to him with all things in our heart. You know, he tells us not to babble like the, uh, you know, the Pharisees with many words. Yeah. He said, you know, because he already knows, because the Lord already knows what's on your heart. So just say it. He already knows. Um, uh, we had, it was a guy, his name, Uncle Conway. He's having him in church. And, you know, he passed away. Um, but this guy used to always stand up in church and he said, thank you, Jesus. Thank God. That's it. And sit down. That was his line. That's all he says. And that's you all know? he needed. Yeah. And that's all he needed to say. And it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just take it like, you know, little two minute silence and you know, um and you guys just be there praying for them and everything.
Um, so we love y'all. Um, thank you for tuning in for this podcast. Um, I feel like um, the Lord wants us to call everyone into repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that may be. Yeah, we definitely have to be, you know, sometimes God tells us to, I was asking him <laughs> and um, he's definitely wanting us to call everyone into repentance. Um, you want to pray? Yeah, I can pray. I'll, I'll pray. You want to pray? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, go. Um, Hey, Jesus, um, we just all coming to you, you know, to just have a family on the podcast, just talking. And Lord, I just pray that you just renew our hearts. Um, I pray that our hearts will be pierced by you. I pray that our hearts will be like silly putty to you. And Lord, I just pray that you just renew our hearts. Um, allow us to have forgiveness. And... Um, Allow us to love your children. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Love y'all. God bless. Bye. Y'all have a good week. Bye-bye.